Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Kristen Marquet about how she helps businesses gain visibility without a PR firm. Kristen has been a published as the owner and creative director of Marquet Publications. Kristen oversees daily operations of the business while executing client campaigns. Throughout her career as a publicist, Kristen has developed partnerships with leading brands and entrepreneurs. Her clients have been featured in Inked.com, Forbes.com, Fortune.com, Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur.com, and so many more. With an academic background and advanced studies in data science, business, and public relations, Kristen has attended Boston University, New York University, and Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Kristen is also a member of the Young Entrepreneur Council. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a great intro. I really, wow, I'm just blown away by it. Thank you so much for having me. It's kind of fun because I was like reading off all the universities that you attended. I was like, oh, she loves learning too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I am the queen of higher education in continuing education. I am all about trying to learn as much as I possibly can in school and also, you know, on my own. Yeah. Outside the formal academic arena. Absolutely. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? So it's kind of interesting. I was working for one of the big four consulting firms in New York City. I was there for four years. And during the financial crisis, my entire office got closed down. We all were laid off. So at that point, I had to figure out, do I want to start a business or do I want to try and find a job? And I decided to take the plunge. All my friends thought I was crazy. My mom thought I was nuts. My father encouraged me to do it. And, you know, (laughs) here we are, you know, wow, 2021. Yeah, here we are, you know, 13 years later. And it's been a very interesting journey. I can say that. But in the early days, I did start off freelancing as a copywriter. And then I was able to grow and scale the business into 30 clients, full roster, and become profitable within, I would say, within six months of losing my job. And it was just, I think it was luck more than anything. Well, that's awesome. (laughs) What are, well, who's your client audience? Like who would be your ideal people? So when I first started, I was everything to everybody. I worked with law firms, plastic surgeons. I mean, fashion brands, e-commerce brands, wellness brands, you name it, everybody. But now we really scale down and focus in lifestyle. And we work with a lot of female entrepreneurs, fashion designers, fashion stylists, coaches, speakers, authors, but they're all kind of in the fashion lifestyle and creative industry. That's who I've been working with for five to six years now. So what are some common mistakes that you see them making? From a PR standpoint, crafting brand narratives that are self-serving and super promotional. Nobody cares about that. People want to know, the media wants to know what you can do for them, how you're going to make their lives easier, and essentially why they should write about you or cover your product or service over everybody else out there. You know, it really starts with figuring out what makes your brand newsworthy and what makes your brand credible. And those are two very different things. Something that's newsworthy is considered product launch, the book, uh, the release of a new book, opening a new office, bringing on a new hire, whereas the credibility piece is more about why people should care about your expertise. What makes you unique? Was it a 
life transformation? Was it your academic training? Was it you being in business? And once you can kind of figure out what those two themes are, then you can craft a brand narrative that would potentially be interesting to the media. What do you guys do to get in front of your ideal clients? Well, I mean, we spend a lot of time, you know, in the press, you know, me being in the PR industry for the last 13 years, I've really learned how to craft and hone a story. So that's how I'm able to consistently get the coverage that I need to get in front of my clients. But also that's one piece of the approach. The other piece of the approach, which is, this is going to sound absolutely crazy, is Pinterest. Pinterest has been a game changer in my business. It's amazing how long pins can last for, hey? Absolutely. Their longevity is so much longer than a Facebook post or a tweet or a post on Instagram. It really is quite amazing. You use Pinterest and then with the other PR stuff, would it be more like online news article type of places, that type of thing or? Absolutely. Thought leadership pieces, you know, Fortune Inc., Entrepreneur, comments, podcast interviews, ones like this. this. I mean, podcast interviews have been a huge piece of our, our PR strategy. But for us, I would say most of it is based digitally. And then we, you know, some television, but I'm not really the, the best on television. So I prefer, you know, to kind of stick with what I know best, which is online and some print. Print is more of the holy grail. It seems like it's impossible. And it seems like it has so much more cachet than online, but that's just not, that's just not true. So what do you mean TV? Does that include YouTube or is YouTube kind of like a separate area? YouTube would be more, fall more in line with podcasts, social television, meaning local and regional morning television, you know, Good Day New York and all these other kind of local shows. My clients, on the other hand, a lot of them, you know, are on CNN, the Today Show um, and some national morning television shows. That's fun. It's exciting for them, hey? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're probably like super excited. <laughs> and super nervous. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so what are a couple big goals that you have for your company in the next year or two? That's a great question. You know, I just want to continue working on the path I've been on, you know, working with the clients, the types of clients that I have been working with the last few years and being able to work with brands that I know I can really deliver value to. You know, it's at this point, it's not so much about the money. It's more about the value that I can provide. You know, obviously profitability is important because I need to live and pay my bills and, you know, all that good stuff, just like <laughs> anybody else. But for me, it's more about making sure that I can deliver the value that my clients and potential clients need so that they can grow. Do you feel like you have any roadblocks that are stopping you from kind of getting where you want to go? You know, I think it's kind of the same thing, you know, that a lot of entrepreneurs encounter is being organized and being able to delegate the tasks that need to be outsourced so I can focus on working with the clients and marketing the business. I think that's, that's an issue that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And, you know, for as long as I've been in business and for as many team members as I've had and do have, you know, there's still certain things that have to be outsourced, you know, like very specific landing page copy, you know, I mean, I could do it, but that might be an hour or two 
that would be taking away, you know, my time would be taken away from actually working with a client on, you know, some other type of task when I can just outsource it for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Better use of your time. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs kind of, they, they see outsourcing or delegation as an expense and not an investment. And that's the wrong way to look at anything, you know, when it comes to trying to grow your business. Especially if you don't want to be the one that's constantly doing everything and not really having time either. Right. Absolutely. So do you have any advice on getting influencers to endorse us, like our products or services or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the big ones are going to charge regardless, you know, they kind of have their pick of the litter, but you can start off approaching micro micro influencers that have five or 10,000 followers, the engagement rates are going to be higher. And a lot of the times they're not going to charge you anything or they'll charge you a small fee and then they'll want to become an affiliate. But yeah, start small. They're, they're effective as long as they have a decent engagement rate. Absolutely. They're effective. Do you have any tips on how we can generate more media coverage without hiring like a PR firm? Yeah, definitely. Figure out where what your story is. Research the right media contacts or where your story could potentially fit and just send a pitch through email. Make sure that it's fewer than 500 words. I generally recommend, you know, 250 to 300. Include some bullet points and um, just really make it focused on how you're going or your expertise or product or service is going to benefit the reader. Just keep that in the back of your mind. What or how can you help the reader? It's not about you. People don't care. They want to know what you can do for them. Short, sweet, to the point, focus on them. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And also make sure that you're pitching the right editor. And today with the internet, Twitter and Instagram and magazine mastheads, I mean, you can pretty much find any editor's contact information and find out what beats they cover, what topics they cover. A lot different than like 10 years ago, hey? (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) What's the best advice that you have ever received? That's a great question. Listen twice as much as you talk, ask questions and don't be a know-it-all because nobody knows everything. Be humble, be nice, be considerate, and um, be diplomatic. Those are probably the, the most important things that I've learned about being an entrepreneur. Can I add something to that though? Sure, absolutely. Confidence. Mm-hmm. You still have to have that confidence too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like listening to it all and like, thinking about it all again. It's like, be humble, be confident, be this. And you're like, wait, what? I feel contradictory. (laughs) Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, it really is a balance, you know? I mean, yeah, you have to have the confidence in knowing what your value is, but you can't brag about it because nobody cares. I mean, if you're going to turn into a bragger, I mean, you're going to turn into a blowhard and who wants to be around people like that? I certainly don't, you know? (laughs) I mean, speak when you're spoken to and speak about the things that you're knowledge about and how you can contribute to a product or a project rather, but don't be the person that says, oh, I know everything about web design. I know everything about funnel development. I know everything about copywriting. I know everything about Instagram, Pinterest. Nobody cares, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really the best advice that I can give. Cool, thank you. You're welcome. 
I was like, now that you said that, though, <laughs> I was like, now that you said that, though, I'm like, how am I supposed to ask you what's the best advice you've ever given? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You know what? I mean, there's the best advice I've ever given, I think, that I've given to clients, not, not to entrepreneurs, because I do a lot of consulting in the media world, is nobody cares about what, what you have to offer. It's more about what you can do for the reader or for the viewer or for the listener. You know, I mean, your story is interesting. You know, you want to definitely incorporate your story to, so that there's some context when you're pitching or, you know, you're doing an interview. But at the end of the day, what do you, like, you can't be self-serving and you can't be self-promotional because people get turned off when they feel like they're being sold to. They need to know what's in it for them and why they should do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that I haven't asked? You know, yeah. Being an entrepreneur, starting a business and making a living out of it, it's tough. It takes grit. It takes patience. And you can't expect to see results overnight. You know, anybody that is expecting to see results happen overnight, going to be going to be really, really disappointed. On that note, do you have any tips for those who are kind of like still working the nine to five and still doing the side hustle, like with their business and stuff, like kind of how to make that transition over? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing would be, do you want to make that transition? Once you make the decision that you are ready to leave your full-time, you know, your corporate position and go into full-time entrepreneurship, you know, you need to make sure that you have resources saved because you're going to need money to live off of while you're building your business. Don't, unless you have external funding or, you know, your trust fund baby, or you have a lot of money in the bank, don't spend millions of dollars trying to develop a prototype or products and just be lean and run your business. Like, you know, you have a thousand dollars in the bank. That's, that's the best advice I can give. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> You're welcome. Where can we go to learn more about you and like Marque.company. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> I know it's not <laughs> .com or .co, but it's M-A-R-Q-U-E-T dot company. And I also have a media company resource, which is called femfounder.co. And that actually pretty much gives you all the information that you need to start your own PR campaign. It's free. Um, started off as a blog and is now a full-blown media company. And I'm enjoying it a lot. You know, I'm enjoying writing and sharing my knowledge at mass scale. Awesome. That's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> it was the early days were a little, you know, were a little trying and overwhelming, but got through it and kind of figured out exactly what the message was um, and who I wanted to serve, you know, and the, everything else kind of fell into place. That's nice. It's nice how that happens when you're more clear or defined on your why and who and all of those things. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for being on with us today, Kristen, and have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.